We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Moose Miller in tonight for Esme Murphy here on WCCO after kind of a, you know, a rainy, soggy kind of day. As Eric Nelson wrapping things up at the uh, great Minnesota get-together earlier as we jump in here for a Saturday night, we've got a lot of show to try to get uh, crammed into this uh, five-pound sausage casing with 30 pounds of sausage here. This is great. Coming up here at 635, Kay Anderson is going to join us, the uh, news director for Radio Iowa. As we take a look at this uh, mastermind behind the lottery that was rigged out of Iowa, a person that's now going to jail for 25 years, they inserted, I guess, malware or backdoors into the software for computerized lottery gaming around the country. And then we're collecting on jackpots. This has been going on for 25 years. They finally caught this person. So Kay will explain what was going on with that. And with all the craziness that's been going on in the world between the coverage of Hurricane Harvey in the last 24 hours here. And then everything with uh, President Trump and Washington and Congress and the Senate. and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? The Hallmark Channel is doing incredibly well when it comes to ratings. Mainly because people are looking for some relief from all of that. A little step away from the reality. And if you've ever watched those little mini Hallmark movies, it always ends happily. <laughs> There's a little bit of drama, but uh, everything always turns out all right. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on here. And speaking of our mental health, we thought it'd be a good idea to start the program out with this. Google now has a test for clinical depression you can take online. So if you've got access to the internet and a computer, or even I would imagine a smartphone and get, can get online, you could test to see if you or, or someone you know or love is maybe dealing with clinical depression of some sort or another. Sue Abderholden is with us, the executive director of NAMI Minnesota. NAMI is N-A-M-I. NAMI is the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Good evening and welcome. Thank you, Moose. Good night. Good evening to you, too. What an interesting idea, because, you know, Google flu has been around for a while now, and that tracks instances of people looking up the symptoms of flu, and from that you can kind of gather, hey, well, maybe we're getting little pockets of the flu developing here and there. But on a broader, bigger mass data scale, you could really, I would imagine, find and help a lot of people through something like this. Absolutely. You know, you can certainly Google, well, what are the symptoms of depression? But this is actually um, a validated screening tool to yeah. look at whether perhaps you have depression or not. 
Um, it doesn't diagnose you, so I want people to be careful to say, I scored high, that means I do have depression. We like to talk about screening tools kind of like as a thermometer. So it tells you that maybe your fever is high. It may be that it'll just go away. It's not a big deal, but it may mean that there's something more serious, um, including you know clinical depression. So we think it's a really great idea um, that Google is doing this. So people are really led to a, mm-hmm. a validated tool and not something that somebody made up. Do you think that as a, a, a country and maybe even around the globe, we're starting to understand and maybe put our arms around people that might be dealing with clinical depression from time to time. I think of uh, Prince William and Prince Harry. They came out a while back with uh, uh, an effort and a program to raise awareness, and and they kind of talked about some of the things they were going through following the death of their mother, Princess Diana, and how they've tried to, I think, break down the wall of stigmatism that might still be there. I think it is getting better. Um, I've been with NAMI uh, nearly 16 years, and I can tell you that when I first started, people were really not talking about depression or any mental illness. But we have more and more people talking about it now, which is a good thing, because we want people not to be afraid to get treatment, not be afraid to talk to their physician about this, um, not, be, you know, not be afraid to tell mm-hmm. a fam- another family member that they're not doing well in terms of their mental health. And, of course, as with any illness, the earlier you diagnose and treat it, the better the outcomes. I was reading, and and I talked with a a guest here on another radio show I had filled in on, about the instances of depression that are developing in the generation that's even younger than the millennials today, the the kids that just kind of spent their entire summer vacation from school at home in their rooms on their phones and, and don't really get out, don't have a a true physical social interaction going on that some of them, they were discovering it was starting to pull them down to a path of of different types of depression. You know, I think you raise a really good point. We are seeing the rates of depression increase among young people. And we do think some of it is, um, is because of more sedentary lifestyle, perhaps poor nutrition, and they're not really interacting with others. Uh, commenting on Facebook or, you know, on Instagram or Twitter is not the same as having a real-life conversation. And we also know that physical exercise, something simple as taking a walk around the block, get those mm-hmm. endorphins moving in your brain and actually help you feel better. Well, it's almost this uh, FOMO thing, too, the fear of missing out. And, and then people start to see other people's lives that, you know, some people go to great lengths to get the perfect photo to post up and try to create mm-hmm. and present this image that isn't really reality. And there's also bullying going on, and we yeah. really need to recognize um, how difficult that can be. When you know, when I was growing up, you know, you didn't, you know, there were no phones, <laughs> there were no computers. You know, it was it was difficult to use the phone at night. And so, if you were being bullied, bullied in school, you could go home and you would have a respite. Right? You'd be protected yeah. during that time. Now it can be 24-7, and that is a very, very difficult thing for a young person to experience. Well, and you're constantly, you know, if the, you're the kid, worried about what's being put up on the, you know, the, the billboard of, of life out there that you're trying to erase off all the time or, you know, at least counter. And it's just, yeah, I don't know how, you know, a kid today deals with that kind of stuff you know even if you don't have an account you still hear about people that are are saying stuff about you and that's got to be tough absolutely 
And I, I do think that parents um, need to put limits on the phone so that, you know, they're put away from the table so you can have a meal together, um, that they're just not with you all the time um, to really break that thing. And frankly, we're seeing adults being just as addicted to their phones. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you can go into <laughs> yes, any restaurant and people are on their phones. They're not talking to each other. And that really is not a very mentally healthy thing to do because we do need to connect to other people face-to-face. Well, I think, uh, you know, if you've got kids, the, to let them have that phone in the room when they go to bed, big mistake. You know, it's, it should be in the kitchen, plugged in, charging up, and sorry, you'll get it in the morning. You know, you make a really good point because sleep is a really important piece in terms of your mental health that we're finding yeah. out, you know, even more. And so people who have really disturbed sleep patterns um, really are more prone to depression. And so getting a good night's sleep, going to bed at the same time every night is mm-hmm. really important. And not looking at your smartphone during the night um, is also a good thing. Put it away. Sue. Abderholden is with us, executive director of NAMI Minnesota, which is the National Alliance uh, with Mental Illness. And it, we started off our conversation talking about what Google is doing. They've developed a clinical test for depression online. And from what I understand, if you Google clinical depression or symptoms of clinical depression, it'll take you to this site to begin with? Just even putting the word depression, I tested it out uh, before you called, and it it will bring you right to the PHQ-9 test, um, which actually some people might recognize the questions because we're having more primary care clinics actually asking some of the PHQ-9 questions when you go in for your annual physical. So you might recognize some of those questions, Um, but it brings you right to that site. You can take it. It takes less than, you know, frankly, two minutes. Um, to take the test, it will give you a score. You know, if it comes up a two, they'll say, well, you know, you're, you're clearly under a little bit of stress right now. You should do things like take a walk, go, go visit some friends, uh, cut down on alcohol, things like that. And the higher your score, the more they might say, you know, maybe you should go see someone and uh, really try to take care of this right away. And I would imagine some people, though, have concerns about, you know, being tracked or, you know, the fact that, you know, they're, and kind of sharing this online? Well, you don't have to share your answer, so it just comes to you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, you can decide what to do with that. So you can certainly you know, go to see a therapist, go see your, call your um, employee assistance line, uh, go see your primary care physician. But I think it really is important to take those steps um, to make sure, because if you get really serious depression, you may not do as well in work, at your work, at your, if you're going to school, um, with mm-hmm. your family life. So it can really interfere with kind of the daily acts of living, and you don't want it to get that bad. Yeah, I was reading here where, you know, clinical depression is treatable. It's a condition that can impact many aspects of a person's life, but it also sounds like, you know, people can go through different periods of their life where they may have bouts of depression as maybe this is different than things that are that are maybe categorized in other mental illness categories. It can, you know, it can come at certain points in life. You know, certainly we have um, women who are pregnant and give birth. You know, we have postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, we can have it during menopause. You can have it during kind of major um, times of your life, whether it's a young person going off to college or something like that as well. Um, and so it can come up at any time. But, it, again, it really is important that people look at this and make sure it's treated. And it's not just taking a pill. I just want to make sure that people know that. It can be therapy, so you start to think about things differently. 
but it's also nutrition, exercise, and connecting to others. All of those things also, and good night's sleep, um, will make a huge difference in terms of treating depression. Yeah, the uh, national CEO of NAMI says here that uh, people who have symptoms of depression experience an average of a six- to eight-year delay in getting treatment. Yes, and again, we all know that the earlier you identify and treat any illness, the better the outcomes. And so we don't want people to wait that long. Just, you know, what, before we kind of part ways here, what, what are some of the garden variety things to look for with a, a family member, a friend, or a loved one that, that may be kind of slipping down the slope of depression and they don't even know it? Well, a couple things would be changes in sleep, sleeping too much or too little, changes in appetite, too much or too little, um, not being able to concentrate, uh, loss of energy, and the big one is lack of interest. You know, so maybe they're not interested in golfing or going to book club or those kinds of things anymore. Um, feeling hopeless, um, and actually even physical aches and pains um, can be a big thing. Headaches, stomach aches, things like that mm. can also be a sign of depression. Um, so, you know, if you're seeing changes in someone's, you know, kind of being and attitudes, that should be cause to worry, and you need to kind of look at it. And it's not just one day. We're talking, and even in the PHQ-9, they talk about, you know, for the last two weeks. Um, when we think about teenagers, okay. they can be crabby, and that can be a symptom <laughs> of depression. But it's not just that it's, you know, every now and then. It's two weeks. It's a month. And, and you should really, you know, look into that and, and make sure yeah. that you take care of it. I'm reading here one in five Americans suffer from depression. From any mental illness, actually, and it yeah. can be 7 to 10% um, will actually experience depression. Um, so these are very common illnesses that, unfortunately, we still have trouble talking about. Um, and doing a radio show like this so that people are you know, hearing about it and uh, listening about how important it is to pay attention to your mental health, sure. I think is a really excellent uh, way to go. Well, l- before we... Uh let you go, Sue, where, where do you start? Where do you send somebody or where, if you're listening this evening and kind of feeling like, hey, that kind of sounds like me, where do you go to start to get the, the help you need? Do you go to your regular primary physician? What? I, I think that's a very good place to start with your primary physician. They're, um, they're aware. They know about depression. They can uh, make sure there's no other illness that might be affecting this, you know, thyroid, things like that. And then you can always call the back of your insurance card to find out who's in your network in terms of a mental health professional so that you can, if you don't need to go to a psychiatrist. You can actually, you know, see mm-hmm. a therapist um, to kind of start that process off. Um, and I will say that on the NAMI Minnesota website, we have fact sheets about depression and treatment. Um, we have support groups that people can join so they can be with other people and um, kind of get that peer support to get through this as well. But the good thing is, is that this is a very treatable illness, so mm-hmm. take care of it. And, and how do people find you online? What do they search out? Uh, www.namihelps.org. N-A-M-I helps. NamiHelps.org. Yes. Yeah. And, if, you know, from what I've gathered in preparing for this interview and just kind of looking into this, you know, we've really come a long way from uh, just throwing pills at this and, and saying, okay, we'll see you in two weeks. Absolutely. No, people understand that it, it takes a little bit more work than that. And there are, are things, even things like yoga, mindfulness mm-hmm. practices, meditation, 
those things actually help as well, and there's lots of um, free apps on your phone that you can get for mindfulness training sure. that can also really help as well. Yeah, and I was noticing how much exercise is so doggone important in this. Huge. And, you know, yeah. just the one other thing I'd like to mention, Moose, is if you have a friend that you're worried may be depressed, don't wait for them to reach out to you. You reach out to them because it can be very hard to reach out to others when you're depressed and you want to make sure that you stay connected to someone that you care about and are worried about. Great and if advice. anyone ever is worried about suicide, you know, there are suicide hotlines out there um, and people should call and not be afraid to call. Yeah. Talk to somebody for sure. Absolutely. Sue Abderholden, Executive Director of NAMI Minnesota. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It is 622. I'm Moose Miller here on WCCO. We'll get a check of the weather, see how things are cooperating for the uh, great Minnesota get-together, the digestive triathlon known as the State Fair and my torrid affair with Sweet Martha. Uh, Did you see uh, Al Roker on the Today Show this past week? He was out at the fair and uh, giving it some national props and pointing out... uh, with uh, Mr. Zimmern, the different uh, foods at the fair that uh, some of the stuff I didn't realize, I might have to try that out. We'll come back as we work our way through the Esme Murphy show on this Saturday night here on 830 WCCO. Saturday night in CCO land, Moose Miller in for Esme Murphy. I was just chatting here with uh, J-Lo, Jonathan Lowe, working hard behind the scenes here, making me look good. As we were commenting on the fair and, you know, you get your, your fix of your different foods and whatnot. And, and then, uh, you know, you step away from it. Uh, some people like to go every single day. I don't know why that is, but uh, I'm not here to comment that that's a bad thing. I just, uh, more power to you. I don't know if I could do that. The one thing I do like to do is spend time under the grandstand where all of the uh, different demos go on for cooking and products that will improve your life. And I just love watching people that are really good at that spiel, whatever it is, how they do it, how they can pull a crowd in and hold them, especially when it's not food related. You know, it's really a remarkable thing. (laughs) I read a book one time called Salesman of the Century that was all about uh, Ron Popeil. And how he got his start standing on fruit crate boxes at Woolworth stores back in the, I think it was the 50s, in New York and other places around the country, selling pots and pans or this or that. But, you know, that's, uh, you know, the pocket fisherman, the Popeil pocket fisherman. He parlayed all of that knowledge into, you know, infomercials and all of that stuff over the years and now you look at uh, the stuff that they're advertising and building into half-hour shows. It, it all got its start right there under the grandstand with people that would just learn how to draw a crowd in, say the right things in the right way, with the right cadence. Real gift for that. I have a lot of respect for those folks. Hey, we were just talking about depression here, and I, one thing I, I wanted to work into the show tonight was this latest winner in Chicopee, Massachusetts, this Mavis Wanzik. I sure hope she doesn't slide down the path of her life just falls apart because already they're kind of pointing out, because she's the one that won the sole winning ticket of the Powerball jackpot. I think she walked away with 
what was it, 300 and some million dollars after taxes. And already financial experts that give advice to lottery winners, they're pointing out she's doing some things that, that they just don't advise. She immediately quit her job. She raced out and started talking to the press and took her winnings as a lump sum. And the article I've got here in front of me kind of points out, you know, there are rules that we've kind of written up here based on past winners, things that have worked and things that have not worked. And I sure hope the best for her. But when you look at this guy, this Jack Whitaker, do you remember him? He won a $315 million lottery in West Virginia back in 2002. He now says, I wish I would have torn up that ticket and never played. Since he won, his granddaughter and daughter have died of drug overdoses. Eight months after winning the lottery, he was robbed of $545,000. I don't know if it was blackmailed out of him or what, but... Different financial consultants that have written about this, and there's one guy by the name of Don McNay, who is actually a financial consultant to lottery winners and, and wrote the book, Life Lessons from the Lottery. He's mentioned here in this Time article about Jack Whitaker and, and how his life just was destroyed after winning that. He says there's no question it was because he won the lottery. McNay, the consultant and author here, says many winners struggle with suicide, depression, divorce. The lottery doesn't make their lives better. It makes it worse. And I've always believed this saying, money doesn't change you. Money reveals who you really are. And when you think about it, that's a profound, I didn't come up with it. I can't remember who did. But I think that's a really profound thing. It does reveal who you really are. You know, and some people are, are very generous and gregarious to the point of it's a, it's a fault and it becomes a curse and everybody preys on them because of that. And then there are others that, that seem to be able to hold it all together, figure it out. But man, uh, she's just not off to a good start. And I sure hope that... Uh, we're not going to be talking about her down the road here. And, you know, poor Mavis kind of thing, right? We will check in on that WCCO weather forecast for you. And then on the other side, Kay Henderson, speaking of lotteries, the uh, news director of Radio Iowa is going to tell us the tale and how this person was able to rig the computerized lottery system for a lot of these different state lotteries around the country. For 25 years, I believe they did this. Or no, it was about two decades. And they're going to jail for 25 years. But they have been doing this for well over a decade. Out of Des Moines, Iowa. And I guess this person was being promoted and everybody thought was such a great worker and so smart. And here they had put in little back doors that they were taking advantage of. 
So we'll talk about that after we take a look at the WCCO weather forecast. Coming your way next. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You know, sometimes our computer just doesn't want to work. <laughs> so that's when Jonathan just takes his hand and smacks it upside the, the monitor there. and Things seem to improve. Moose Miller in tonight for Jordana, or not Jordana, uh, Esme Murphy. I, I sit in so many times for Jordana at night, and, and now she and Paul are doing a bang-up job in the afternoon. I get confused, okay? We are uh, welcoming to the program Kay Henderson, who joins us from uh, Radio Iowa. I uh, grew up in the Quad Cities, Davenport, and my uh, wife's a farmer's daughter from Mechanicsville, Iowa. So I have uh, fond memories of Iowa and uh I'm not one of those that participates in those those Iowa jokes, and I just smile politely Thank when you. people know I'm. When I then people they know I'm from Iowa, and they start trotting those jokes out, and I just smile and say okay. So, Kay, good evening and welcome. Good evening. How are you? I'm good. Um, this story caught my eye as I was getting ready to sit in for this show this week. I knew that uh, it was coming up, and I said we got to find out the story more behind this. Uh, <laughs> there was a person that worked in Des Moines with computers that I guess became quite the expert. Was this just for lotteries in Iowa or was this around the country that they, they did the computer software? He worked for an organization called the multi-state lottery association, and they provide services for um, lotteries in the five states in which he rigged jackpots and was able to buy tickets and claim jackpots in four of those states. He actually got tripped up here, and the story of how he got tripped up here is trippy, if you'll pardon the pun. Yeah, you know, I when I and I want you to tell that tale here, because as I <laughs> kind of read this, I went, wow, this is a movie screenplay. This is a Netflix oh, original movie, an Amazon original movie, and uh, the, the, the whole story behind this is just... Uh, it, did he go out and buy these tickets himself or did he have other compatriots that were working with him? Well, uh, I was talking to a couple of people in the know the day after he uh, was sentenced to up to 25 years in prison and led out of the courthouse in handcuffs earlier this week. So I was talking to a couple of the people about how this all happened and the investigators figured out what was going on. And one of the things that he did was rig jackpots in Oklahoma and Colorado in two different years, but on the same date, November 23rd. Then he rigged jackpots in Iowa, Wisconsin, and Kansas on a different date in three different years. And that date was December 29th. And as they sort of mapped this out and realized that this person whose name is Eddie Tipton was driving home from central Iowa to Texas, he easily could have driven on his way home for Thanksgiving and purchased those jackpot tickets in Oklahoma and Colorado and purchased the tickets elsewhere. And they also had him on videotape buying a ticket in Iowa. And that is the one that tripped him up because he made the unfortunate mistake in uh, 2010 
of buying that ticket in a convenience store where not only they had surveillance video, but the video included audio. So when they put this out, they said, this is the guy who bought the ticket, and we think there's something fishy going on. People in, I'm going to shock you, Maine, Maine, the state of Maine, who had just been in a training session with this guy, literally to teach them how to make their lottery secure, recognized his voice because he has a very distinctive southern accent. Wow. And and just the <laughs> stupidity, uh, you know, right. on some sen- senses of this, and it kind of shows you how greed can get the better part of your judgment. Oh, yes. Right. And so he, how- had conspir- he had conspirators. Uh, yeah. So again, again, I'll just remind your listeners, his name is Eddie Tipton. And he has a brother that lives in Texas whose name is, and I'm not making this up, Tommy Tipton. And so Tommy claimed a couple of these jackpots. And uh, then when it came time to claim this jackpot in Iowa, he knew that people would recognize him, obviously, because he worked in this community. So there was a, he gave the ticket, or at least the security numbers on every lottery ticket that you buy, he provided those to a lawyer who lives in Canada. So that Canadian lawyer called the Iowa lottery to claim what is. I remember a this because, yeah, this story yeah. was back in the middle 2000s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And that's a, when the. About, yeah, the first jackpot that he rigged was in 2005, but he got caught up in, in 2011. So this guy calls and he talks to a woman at the Iowa lottery who has seen the videotape. So the lawyer claims that he is the person who bought this ticket. He was on a business trip in Des Moines. And she said, oh, so we have the video. What were you wearing? And so this lawyer, thinking, well, these rubes in Iowa are never going to know the difference, describes in detail that he was wearing a blue blazer with gray flannels, flax, and he described his outfit. And... The Iowa lottery official said we knew he was lying because the person who bought the ticket was Eddie Tipton, a rather large person dressed in jeans with a hoodie and a baseball cap, which is not oh great. And, and had an which accent. Not great and has an accent, number one. So then a second lawyer from New York City tried to claim the jackpot and threatened lawsuits if they wouldn't give him the prize, claimed there was some sort of foundation created, and that's why the person didn't want to come forward. And then, and when was this so, approximately? What years? This was in 2011. 2011. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I was living and working in Davenport, Iowa then, mm-hmm. and I remember this story. Yeah. yeah, it was getting traction in throughout Iowa, and I think it even right. got a brief little moment in the national news because of how unusual it was in in the way people were trying to claim this jackpot. Exactly. So then this guy, uh, the lottery officials uh, said, you know, no, we need the person who bought the ticket. We have him on videotape. We need him to come forward. So in the end, uh, the folks at the lottery were telling me this this week, this lawyer in New York City who had at first threatened to sue if they wouldn't give him the jackpot Secondly, he offered to donate the $16.5 million jackpot to charity if they gave it to him. And then thirdly, he, he apologized and 
said that um, he, he didn't want to lose his law license. I mean, this story is, as you said, Netflix ready if uh, someone wants yeah. to tell this on the big screen. So now how let's back up here. How did Eddie Tipton come up with the way to be able to pick the winning lottery numbers? So he is an IT security specialist. He rose to the ranks and eventually became the security director for the Multi-State Lottery Association. And so he developed software, uh, malware, if you will, that um, dealt with the random number generator that picks the lottery, the winning lottery numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the way um, investigators were able to catch him he had he had wiped clean the malware on the lottery uh, computer systems in Colorado and in Oklahoma and in Kansas and in Iowa where he had purchased these tickets. He had missed one computer in the state of Wisconsin, and that's where they got the evidence of this malware's existence. Yeah, because I, yeah, I'm reading here that uh, the Wisconsin Attorney General, they got involved and. Right. (laughs) It's just. But, yeah, and the strange thing is, I mean, every state but Iowa had paid these jackpots to this, this cabal that he had. Um, And then these folks, his friend and his brother in Texas eventually flipped on him. And the only reason the brother flipped on him, this is a strange story, too. So Eddie Tipton had a trial uh, a couple of years ago here in Iowa on fraud, and his brother came to testify in his behalf uh, that that was not Eddie in the video that the, the, the jury was looking at. That's not Eddie in the video. And part of the video evidence showed the person who purchased the hot lotto ticket also buying a hot dog at the convenience store. And so Eddie's brother... Tommy went on at length about how my brother hates hot dogs. He doesn't eat hot dogs. So that's definitely not my brother. Lo and behold, this gets out on social media because, as you said, this is such a strange story. And some federal agent in Texas saw this video of Tommy Tipton testifying and said to himself, I've investigated that guy because we thought he was into money laundering. And so then, yeah, because he he had he he had gotten previous jackpots, right? Right, and was trying to deposit them, and sort of gotten out of it. So he was depositing large sums of money. Anyway, that's the the sort of um, I guess winch that that tightened around Tommy Tipton, and eventually he testified it against his brother. So this hmm. family has just been um, decimated because the brothers obviously aren't talking anymore because one flipped on the other. Uh, when Tommy Tipton was sentenced uh, to up to 25 years in an Iowa prison this past week, his sister was in the courtroom. She went up and talked to him after, but she turned around and she wasn't crying or emotional. Or it, It's just the strangest story, and it lasted as from 2005, November 23rd of 2005, when he rigged his first jackpot in Colorado, to this week. That's how long wow. this story has lasted. How much money did they they get from Colorado, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Kansas? It, it, I think I think the accumulated total is something like two point two million because that's the restitution he's been ordered to to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the judge was sentencing him this week, he gave Eddie Tipton a chance to stand up in the courtroom 
and uh, speak for the last time in public about his crime. And um, Eddie twice said this in pretty much the same way. I regret that this has happened, and I'm sorry to the people I hurt. Not, I'm, I apologize for what I did, but I regret that this has happened. And yeah. then the attorney revealed that um, Tommy has been studying um, and I hope everybody listening is sitting in their car, or sitting somewhere. He's been studying to be a minister. <laughs> oh, great! So, so, um, uh, so Tommy, when asked if he could, you know, repay the two point two million dollars, he said, "Well, I'm not sure what kind of job I can get once I get out, and I'm studying to enter the ministry." Oh my God! So these lotteries that they were rigging. They were based on computer-generated numbers, not ping-pong balls that, you know, are like the Powerball and Mega Millions kind of yeah, lotteries so they, that they, we see. Right, and you have, um, I mean, many of us come into contact with this, and we really don't. There are lots of random number generators in our lives that we just don't know about. But mm-hmm. lotteries, smaller-scale lotteries, use the, the random number generators. Yeah, maybe they'll rethink that after this... Uh, Thing has run I know. Its so one odd story, I have um, a friend here in the Des Moines uh, community of journalists who had been assigned by his television station to do a story about computer security and through some means was recommended to speak with this fellow, Eddie Tipton, who worked at the Multi-State Lottery Association. Uh-huh. So he did a story on the television about computer security and his expert was Eddie Tipton. And my friend Mark, who did the story, said, I came out of it thinking, man, he is really smart. And then two weeks later, the guy is arrested. Wow. You know, it, and you we live in this, this world up. of, yeah, we, we, you know, it's like you idiots. Get off of social media. Don't talk. It, you know, I just saw Logan Lucky today, which is kind of the uh, redneck Ocean's Eleven or the uh, redneck version of uh the sting and uh-huh. yeah i i just i i look at uh channing tatum's character in this who you know got off of his cell phone months before they were going to do this thing he had no social media history right and these idiots i mean they're all over <laughs> it's just, right. oh my goodness you know and you look at stories like this, and then there's the gal in uh, illinois that was the city controller for 25 30 years oh yes exactly had all the horses and 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 built that town out of like 30 some million dollars right all right. because we leave these jobs up to one person you can't right. do that right you gotta have multiple checks and balances on that wow great uh story there Kay. i i really appreciate your time this evening well it's been it's been fun to recount this and uh you know People are talking about this in Des Moines, and I think they may be talking about it in Hollywood. <laughs> I think there's a definitely a good screenplay idea to this thing, for sure. Exactly. Kay Henderson, News Director for Radio Iowa, thank you so much for granting some time on this Saturday evening. Happy fair. Yeah, right back at you. Give my best to everybody at WHO as, as we uh, work our way through a, a WCCO evening here. Moose Miller in tonight for Esme Murphy as this Saturday night has kind of given way to at least uh, the sogginess of earlier today. The weather's uh, trying to improve itself. 
Our uh, WCCO McCarthy Auto World time is 6.52. State Fair sales savings up to $10,000 or 0% for six years on select GMCs at McCarthy Auto World in Coon Rapids. Well, we'll get another update from CBS on Hurricane Harvey, where they're now dealing with copious amounts of rain after Harvey has dissipated from a Category 4 hurricane, but is now doling out rain totals that could be 40 inches or more in some areas. Rockport, Texas, I caught some of the video and photos that are coming out of there earlier this evening before we jumped in here on WCCO. and. Man, they really got hit just right in the teeth just as this buzzsaw stump grinder of a hurricane came roaring in right on top of that coastal city and just has done some really intense devastation there. And then you go out further up to the north and east of Rockport, the Victoria, Texas, which is, you know, what, 50 miles inland right around that. And they're dealing with copious amounts of rain. And that's the big concern in Houston. They've already got 10 inches of rain there. And they're now talking about maybe another two feet of rain before this thing gets done. So they are by no stretch out of the woods, so to speak, on this thing, because the flooding damage could be catastrophic. And who knows what we're going to be paying for a gallon of gas here before this is all said and done. And whether or not some of that is actually warranted, right? Because, uh, Gee, petroleum companies wouldn't uh, stretch the truth on that supply and demand thing a little, would they? We'll also get a local news update here on WCCOs. We're continuing to follow the uh, case of the uh, pregnant woman that has gone missing out of Fargo, and then the newborn baby was discovered, Savannah Graywood. That story right here on WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 